Welcome back to Baytown Engage. Today we have Mr. Eddie Williams with the Marcellus Williams Resource Center. Hi, Mr. Williams. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm good. I am excited to have you with us today because your organization truly does outreach for those in need. So please tell everyone a little bit about you and Marcellus Williams Resource Center. Well, I'm originally from Houston. And I founded a nonprofit working with at-risk youth in Houston in 1991. Then I opened a shelter for homeless veterans uh, in 2010, and we transitioned that over. But one of the things that we found was common of any individual across the spectrum was the need to know where do I get resources. So as a result of that and the activities that we had been involved in previously, we decided to just open a resource center. Well, that turned out to be more than we ever anticipated. Right, absolutely. But um, what we've done is we created the Marcellus Williams Resource Center in Highlands, and uh, we found that it was a perfect location because under the ivory towers of the oil refiners and things of that nature, people would be surprised as to how many people are impoverished or homeless Mm -hmm. in the shadows of of this wealth. Right. So what we've done is we've established, we've been, we we came to Highlands, we've been here eight years, and um, after two years, we are, after acquiring some property, we have a standalone, a stand-up building, Mm -hmm. we became the United Way agency. Nice. United Way, um, you know, recognize some of the things that we were doing and thought that they would be willing, you know, we'd be a, a good organization for them to support. We've had uh, a lot of interaction with Exxon and uh, a lot of other agencies. But to the focus of what we're really about, it's about helping people. So we found that no matter what a person's need was, so often they can go if you need food stamps, you go to the food stamp office. All they're going to do is address the food stamps. Right. They only address that particular that need. Partic- that particular right. need. So what we decided to do is, first of all, establish relationships with governmental agencies and social service agencies on the federal, state, and local level. We did a year establishing those relationships so that when a client did come to us, when we opened our doors, we could refer them and you know know exactly what the need was that you know, the service that this agency so approved. let me me say so what you're saying is with Marcellus Williams Resource Center you took a full year to establish relationships with organizations right. so instead of being sent to here and we're going there right. I need a gold card I need food right. I need housing you have made it to where your location your your center really is a true resource for all so we can someone can come to you in need and have each one of those particular needs met and if they if you don't have it you find a way to make sure they can get those needs met well well, our focus is not necessarily because we don't believe in duplicating the wheel right so if there are agencies that's already responsible are getting funded to provide these services for people we wanted to know who they were and what their requirements were so what we'll do is we'll refer our clients to these people but at the same time because we've established this relationship a lot of times just a phone call from us will expedite the process for a client Uh, Uh, And oftentimes, because we have this relationship with these agencies, we know what their requirements are. So when we send them a client, we know that the client is properly vetted. They're already set up for success. They already know what they need. Exactly. So one of the biggest issues that I've noticed when it comes to getting help for people is because how will they get there? Because we're this is Baytown, right? right? You're in Highlands. So like in Houston, the bus runs, all of that. It's a little bit different in certain areas of Harris County and beyond. So if I come to you and you're the 
the middleman for me to help me get what I need mm-hmm. lined out and tell me where to go. Are you able to help me get to those places? Well, one of the first things that happened when we set up our, when we opened our offices is we established a relationship with the Transit Authority, the Harris County Transit Authority, and they provide us bus tokens. Nice. So that in turn, if a client comes to us, you know, initially they got to get to us, you know. Yeah. But once they get to us, we we can provide them with bus tokens and things of that nature to get them to and fro to the various services that they need. We um, are really proud of what we do. Mm -hmm. It's a passion. We do this, me and my partner, we don't accept any salary, anything of that nature. We don't have any funds that we take personally and we don't charge for any of our services mm-hmm. now since we've been here in Baytown yes and when we did open our doors we found that there was a, just an, a large array of needs that people have and because of the hurricanes all the way mm-hmm. from Harvey and the storms we found that so many people need home repair now as we started keeping we, we try to keep data of every client and, and, and you know the process so what uh, we've done is our latest data we found that the most need or the number one need that people have when they come to us is for clinical services medical services oh okay so we established relationships with Legacy Clinic and Chambers Health and they both have scholarship programs where the indigent can come in uh, we can get them to them they'll come in and they'll do tests you know give them physicals and things of that nature and then it, it, you know if it's a specialty need then they come back to us and you know we'll do what we can to try to get them proper insurance or whatever's necessary you know mm-hmm. to get that addressed the number two need is disaster recovery okay and as a result of our involvement in disaster recovery, I was appointed to the uh, BAGDR, the Baytown Area Disaster Recovery Board, and I worked diligently with that group. And during the time that the city of Houston had announced that they had repaired like four or five homes, we had done 30 plus. Wow. And so, you know, we're really proud of what we've done with the United Way in that. And in, in addition, that's the United Way of Baytown. And in addition, we work with Catholic Charities, American Purse, uh, St. Vincent de Paul, uh, Houston Response, and all the major disaster recovery uh, agencies. Uh, because I'm a retired contractor, that's right up my alley. You yeah, know? yeah. But uh, additionally, um, we've become heavily involved with the homeless right. uh, issue. And... Uh, that's how I became aware of your organization mm-hmm. because I know you're partnered with Harris County. The Harris County hot team. Though. Yeah, the hot team, and they really are diligent in trying to mm-hmm. get assistance and sweep areas to help those who are out there homeless to find shelter, find the resources that they need. And so when I came in contact with your organization, we definitely, because, you know, this is a library, so we're also mm-hmm. a resource center right. in a way. Right. And it's like a hub because mm-hmm. of the side of town that we're on, we have a a very high community of homeless transient patrons that come in here just to sit down all day just to get you know warmth read a book just to be out of the elements for a few hours and so I know you've been working with coming back here and meeting mm-hmm. so now you're actually housed here once a week right, to right. help our homeless community I really thank you for that well that's not a problem but we really got involved with the homeless when we, we had a homeless shelter for homeless veterans and we took 11 veterans from under the bridge in Houston as a pilot housed them and uh, case managed them and walked them through the process and we were very proud of our 
we had 100% success in getting all these veterans off of the streets. And we got one all the way back to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, to marriage, we helped one get his children back. Uh, and so that's been kind of inbred in us. And, and I mean, because clearly you're a veteran as well. Yeah. So that's, that's really close and near and dear to your heart. Right. Because the veteran community across the board, no matter what you look like or where you come from, they have been neglected. Right. And it's common knowledge they've been neglected. So you really want to help them, definitely. And, and, and the public, I don't think, is really aware as to the number of homeless veterans that are out there. It's astonishing. But we met the, we became involved with the Harris County Hot Team because I, I have to give them their props. Yes, yes. It's uh, seven or eight Harris County constables and sheriffs who have a compassion. So they volunteered to help mm-hmm. form this hot team. And they're all over the surrounding area, all the way to Katy, Humble, and uh, because the East End is so underserved, we met them in Humble. Okay. And then we worked with them in the Challenview area to try to address some issues and, and needs out there. And then when they told us they wanted to try to come further east, then they couldn't find anybody who was in the Servicing hood. Servicing this and area. So they, they tagged us, and uh, we've worked with them. And then now we're with Parks, uh, trying to help Baytown Parks clean up the and address the homeless situation there. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons we moved, you know, we're... we're excited about the collaboration here because it makes it convenient yes. for the homeless to come. They come here anyway, and uh, we can do the intake. And what people don't realize is you can feed them, you can take them to a shelter temporarily, but if you don't hold their hands, case manage them, monitor them, and follow them from beginning to end, you really haven't done anything. Because the thing about that is, and we, we forget, everyone doesn't have the same skill set. That's true. Because things that we do daily, it's not what they're doing daily. That's true. And when you have had life happen to you, and it's been that way for a, a period of time, either you know job loss, mm. maybe mental illness, physical <coughs> health Excuse issues, me. you have to help someone. Mm. And many of us want to help, we want to champion mm. the way, mm. but we don't have the patience Right. We don't have the resources, right. meaning we don't know who to contact right. and what they'll need. So it's nice to know there's one person or one company we mm. can contact that's going to, mm. like you said, hold their hand and walk them through. Because watching Miss Tammy here mm-hmm. help five or six people that she helped yesterday in just a few hours, sit down on the phone, step by step, walk them through because... At the end of the day, no one wants to feel like they're a burden to anyone. Right. And they want to feel at least you're really genuinely helping me and you have my best interest at heart. And I think what I saw, you you definitely convey that with your uh, organization. And she was walking them through. And I'm here to see Miss Tam. I had to pick up my ID. Yes, okay, well, go ahead and sit down. She's coming. And when she walked in, she knew who she was talking to. She knew she had to help. And it was nice to see that. It was really nice to see that. Well, we have a tremendous outreach program. Mm-hmm. And what we've done in the past and we continue to do is wherever there's a food pantry, nine times out of ten, somebody in that food pantry line is homeless or in need. So we pass out brochures and do intakes at those pantries. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people don't understand there's so many different types of homelessness. Yes, It's it's not just a person under the bridge. We have people who uh, are living 12 in a house Mm -hmm. or in abandoned sheds, you know, and... uh, they don't have any family or anything, and sometimes, you know, the families, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, there's just this association with the family. There's been issues and things like that, but still they're human beings and they need to, to be helped. And so uh, we do what we can in that respect. Uh, our outreach, we're really proud of our outreach efforts because we do uh, box packages of food that we actually drive around and give out to, to, to the homeless. It's not so much food, like we might have a can of tuna and some crackers, a bottle of water. But 
but we have toothbrush. And here since COVID, we've had plenty of masks. Your toiletries and just essential right, items right, that you'll definitely e- need. Exactly. Yes. So we're, we're proud of that effort. And then um, we, we do a lot. And you're part of United Way. So do you, so let's say someone wanted to, they're hearing this podcast, they're loving what you're doing, they've heard of you, didn't really know how to contact you. Mm-hmm. So I know you're a part, United with, part of United Way. Right. How else can we help Martellus Williams Resource Center if it's not through United, <coughs> United Way donations? How can we help you? Well, with United Way, you know, there's several branches of United Way. And the United Way of Baytown is not quite as big as the United Way of Houston. And their focus is the east side, it's Baytown, and it's specific zip codes. Okay. So, but our organization, we do with what United Way gives us, service the Baytown and, and surrounding zip code uh, area. But we also service Crosby, Barrett Station, McNair, Channel View. Uh, Which we do have a lot of those communities that come here. You right. know, we share right. back and forth. You know, they and, come here as well. And so because of the pandemic, we were lucky to have a young man who did a, a website for us, uh, enhanced our website, mm-hmm. where people could actually go online to our website, set up appointments, and then via Zoom or phone calls, we could follow up with that client and, and, and work them you know, through the process or help them the best we can. It's, um, COVID has been taxful. Absolutely, it's hard. But um, we're still very effective and we're doing the best we can. In terms of people outside of our defined area, the East East Harris County and and Houston, Mm -hmm. we do service Chambers County. And um, it's, the resources there are so lack. They like they have so few resources. So we're focusing on the end of the year and the beginning of next year to really be more impactful in Chambers County. Now, we were down there doing Harvey, and we took them food and supplies and stuff like that And um, in, in collaboration with several churches. And um, that's I'm not one who wants to really talk about what we do. <laughs> Because, but you're here. But 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 when I talk about it and I think about what we do, it's amazing, right? You're like, it, oh, we do so much. Well, it's not only that. It's because I'm always thinking of the people we serve, and so it sometimes gets disheartening to understand that there's so many people who still need help. And then I've always been of the mindset that even if you're a millionaire, you have some needs. Mm-hmm. Everybody has some needs, and so often you don't have anybody to share them with. And that's one of the things that we preach in our organization. It's important that you just sit and listen. Sometimes people just need somebody to listen to them. That's true. You know, and so that's part of our program. Our intake process of, of a client is usually from an hour to an hour and a half. And people say, that's a long time. Because a lot of agencies, their intake is only 15, 20 minutes. You know, they want you in and out. <laughs> but you can't address the whole person. If you don't really sit and talk with them, listen to them, mm-hmm. and understand what their needs are. A person might come in and say they need food stamps, and when you talk to them, you find out the roof falling in on their house. Right, right. And so, you know, you got to sit down and we help clients establish a plan of action. Once we get all as much information as we can, then we say, okay, we're going to address these immediate needs. We're going to get you some food, but we're going to also see if we can get some repairs done to your house. And we're going to also, if you qualify for Social Security or disability, we'll walk you through that process. Um, with the the new age of technology, it's a lot of people who are elderly who just don't have the expertise mm-hmm. to uh, 
you know, fill out applications online. And it's so confusing. It is. Even if you have the expertise. I've, we've helped people here. Social Security, for example, right. and trying to just do the, set up your monthly check. Right. It takes you through all, and it's so, it's, it's so much. And, and it's frustrating. Right. And, and you just lo- you just get discouraged with the frustration <coughs> of it. And, and what I found is, uh, you know, some of us, I come from corporate America like several of the people in our organization. And we found that, especially my generation, that we get so caught, we got so caught up in just doing the day-to-day, mm-hmm. getting a paycheck, raising a family, cars, home, the whole nine yards. Then all of a sudden, an illness happens, or, you know, a major accident. Or, and you have to depend because you don't have the, the funds or the proper insurance to address that particular need. You might have a college degree, but still, in trying to walk through the system Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's so many people out there who play the system and use the system they've been in so long you know they make it look bad for the people who really truly truly need the help but um, we understand that's why our doors are open to anybody we don't care you could be a doctor and the need is there and right now with hurricanes and COVID right People are in positions they were never thought they would be in before. Never. And they're you know the lines I know from United Way they were, they do the pop up food drive they right. were doing and handing out boxes of food mm-hmm. and people pulling up. You would never believe the people you would never see before. You're seeing them now because the decision now needs to be made. What bill am I going to pay? Exactly. Not before this do, do, do. Yeah. And, okay, I have to eat. My child needs to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm furloughed or I'm not working. I'm in a position I never thought I'd be in before. And so many of us are so close to poverty. Like, we're only one or two checks mm-hmm. away from the bottom totally dropping. And and I'm a, I can attest to the fact of the importance of food. But I was the oldest. I'm the oldest of eight children. And my dad worked at the post office. Mm-hmm. My mother didn't work. His priority always was that everybody ate before he paid any bill. And so people say, well, I see people in food lines in, in Mercedes Benz. Mm-hmm. But you don't understand, <laughs> you know, they still have to eat, have you to know, eat. and sometimes you can get a Mercedes cheaper than you can an old pickup. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know yeah. And you don't so, know what happened. You don't know. You know no, it you could don't. be borrowing someone's car. You don't know. Exactly. So you don't know what's happening. So and that's that prejudgment we have. You know, we look at someone and try to judge by the cover. Right. And you have no idea what's really going yeah, on. That's true. But um, I'm proud of what we do. It's a passion that I have and everybody on our staff, you know, I'm proud of them. Um, we have a relatively young staff. Um, we had a we have a board of directors. Um, part of the board, which was formed in Houston, uh, came this way with me, you know. And they said, oh, we can come to more board meetings now that we're Zooming. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's made it easy. Yeah. It's made it really, really easy. <laughs> but, uh, it's made it really easy. And, and so there has been some advantages as a result of COVID as to how we operate from day to day. Have you had to adjust? I know, like you said, intake can be an hour and a half, which is really face-to-face, hands-on. What type of challenges have you come across with wanting to be there because the need is really high and making sure your staff is safe? How right. What adjustments are you taking with well, that? Well, one of the things that because of our website, we've been able to do so much, and it's talentyieldcoalition.org. Okay. First of all, what we had to do when COVID hit was get the staff out of the building. So we had to buy computers and phones and uh, mm-hmm. and printers for everybody to work from home. And then we had to um, redo our, some of our literature where people could contact the caseworkers mm-hmm. by phone. And we have one uh, 800 number where people can, that's 855-449-1497. Okay. Okay. And um, we, uh, we had a challenge 
and because we were accustomed to to face to face with people because in reality you really can't discern how much pain a person is in if they're legit mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> if you're not really looking them in the eye so we miss that but at the same time we still because we've been doing it so long and if you listen to a person long enough if they're scamming you just listen that's why you listen Mm -hmm. because you can often catch them in a lie (laughs) yeah you pay attention uh, yeah and so um we we've been operating pretty well and the staff was saying you know we miss being together so they want to throw thanksgiving thing And I'm saying no. <laughs> you know, you can do it via Zoom. Everybody can potluck in their house and exactly, do it via Zoom. Exactly. But uh, anyway, um, like I say, I've been, uh, when I got out of the service and uh, I went to school and became an electrician. But throughout my life, I've always saw, I've always tried to identify and look at individ- at the pe- at people. Mm-hmm. And if, see if they're hurting or not. And whenever I was blessed, I started off with a, a youth basketball team in Houston. And I was fortunate enough to have me making decent money. I had one son. I still have one son. Okay. And um, he loved basketball. He loved sports just like his dad. But every time I left the house to take him somewhere, there was six or seven other kids in the neighborhood. Some of them didn't have fathers. Some of them fathers were, you know, had other issues. I'd get the parents' permission, and I'd take them all. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the birth of the, the nonprofit Talent Yield Coalition. And um, we started off working with Ad Issue. We ended up working with over 60 boys in Houston. We had a great amount of success. Ran that program for about three or four years. So Talent Yield Coalition, what is that? Okay, Talent Yield Coalition is the nonprofit okay. that was founded in 91. Okay. Okay. And you still have that nonprofit. We still have that nonprofit. And Marcellus Williams is an extension of that. Marcellus okay. Williams is is the the program, the major program. For, right. Okay. Okay. But that makes sense. We do have uh, we do have some other programs, uh, and some of them kind of uh, waned out. Some of them, which the board wants to try to revamp, <clears throat> but it's difficult. Uh, you know, just it's not enough funds. Talent Year was always funded, no grants. You know, and and, and we didn't we never had major fundraisers, things of that nature. We just had parents and people who um, who were looking out for their kids, wanted to be involved in a particular program. You know, they support them. You know, it's you'd be surprised. A lot of people be surprised at how much success you can have with no money. Mm. You know, resources and, and, and the commitment of individuals. That's the way. It's, it's power in, pe- way. in numbers of people. And so we've come a long way. But as we begin to expand and yes. grow, there is a need for funding. And the expansion also comes into play that now, like we said earlier, once a week you're going to be housed here at Sterling Library right. in Baytown. You'll have someone here uh, three or four hours every Tuesday. Right. It started on November 3rd. Right. It'll be every Tuesday except the week of Thanksgiving here to help anyone in need. Right. There'll be a sign posted, um, you'll get the word out, and there'll be a caseworker here right. as a resource. We're a resource. The library is a resource of itself. Right. We're adding another resource in right. the building to where you come in, your company mm-hmm. comes in, your organiz- organization comes in to help those in need. And, and we appreciate this, and we're looking at this model as possible. We were trying to do one in Chambers County. We were working with the library there, but and we had a young lady up there who was doing casework as we were trying to expand our services out there. But because of COVID, they shut down and, you know, they haven't been able to. But we're looking at possibly this is the way to go because libraries, people can get to libraries. This is, and we have a, every library across Houston, anywhere you go, I think any city, you will have the community of those in need 
that come here because it's free. Right. And it's safe. Right. And it's crowded enough to where you feel safe. There's someone you can talk to. There's going to be a phone. There's going to be books you can read. The buses come through here. Computers. Computers that you need to use. And with COVID right now, we have fewer computers. We're still trying to be a resource because we know it's important. We are a hub in Baytown. So we have fewer computers, but we still have people come in and use it on a regular basis. So it's just a natural extension to have your organization here to help those that we can't help. Like we, we may be a resource center right. and you know information source right. but like you said what you and your organization what you do is you already made those mm-hmm. commitments you already made those relationships right. and so you know what someone needs because I will serve them in all the wrong directions right. you know well, see, and then they're going to be frustrated right. so with you they'll be like well, one of the things is um, Talent Yield a nonprofit had a vision of helping people start off with Adrian Shield then we had a program with ex-felons then veterans and senior citizens but the resource center itself the idea was kind of birthed from uh, talking to to ministers and because the homeless and everybody who has needs they go to the pastors first Mm -hmm. and they're saying we don't have the resources we don't have the expertise so what can we do so we got with a couple of pastors and we said well let's 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 look at doing this and so my wife and i ramona who is the who is the real boss yes yes she (laughs) is you Uh, must mention miss ramona i I jokingly say that um I'm the CEO and executive director, <laughs> but I got five bosses, <laughs> and they're all ladies. Yeah, <laughs> keep you on yeah, track. Yeah, but, uh, but I love them all, and, uh, you know, we, we do what we can. And we appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. And once again, we can find all your information online. I'll make sure the information is in the show description. You can find your organization here every Tuesday right. at Sterling Library to help those in need. And we thank you and we appreciate you. And we love what you're doing and we appreciate what you're doing. And as long as God says the same, we'll keep on doing it. That's right. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> Williams. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Baytown Engage. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. Stay tuned. <laughs>